You are listening to the Baptist Memes Podcast. Featuring the Baptist Memes founders, Samuel Garcia and Brooke Allen. Well, this is the, the first ever, well, this is a test episode of the Baptist Memes podcast. Are we actually going to call it just the Baptist Memes podcast? The <laughs> or are we going to have like an, an actual special sure. name for it eventually? <laughs> oh, no, I think the Baptist Memes podcast just works. All right. It's fine. Fair, fair, fair. This is actually Brooke's idea. So if anything fails, well, it's got to be my fault. Yes, it was. <laughs> I've done one podcast before, but it was only me. It wasn't like a, well, I mean, it was, it wasn't like a call type thing. It was me discussing things. So did you have, did you have any specific goals for the podcast? Um, not anything specific other than just reaching more other than what is just in our communities as far as like Facebook and stuff. And also so, providing entertainment. That's what we're here for. Okay. Those are really bad answers, but Yeah, but yeah. It's okay. It is okay. So I guess we have to introduce each other or ourselves or however you want to do this. And okay. well wait, wait. We choose ourselves, and we had to. Well, we had to tell. We had to say one thing about the person. <laughs> I don't know how about that. Okay. That works. Fine. Fine. I'll do it. Well, I'll go first since it was my idea. Anyways, I'm Sam. I founded the Baptist Memes social media, and it's been four years, five years. It's almost. It's been five years. Man, <clears throat> forgot that. Um, it's been a ride. Yes, it has been a wild ride with the Baptist Memes Instagram and then, of course, the Facebook page is being started. It's been fun. It's been a fun and eventful five years. Eventful. Lots of drama, too. As far too. as the Baptist Memes community. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Brooke. I am the community leader of Baptist Memes, so I am the head honcho of all of the Facebook groups, and I am everyone's boss, and I secretly run Baptist Memes from the inside out. Sam is just the figurehead, <laughs> which is why I was the one who came up with the idea for the podcast. Yes. Wait, um, Hannah was the one who suggested the group, right? Or was that you? We should have a hand on. That'd be awesome. <laughs> one, of these, one of the episodes, at least. No, we do need to have. I can't remember who it was. It would have been one of us. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. But yes, was Hannah. Has, yeah, Hannah has to be on one of calls. Hannah was. Hannah was one of the first people to help start the community. So we do have her on. We've been posting for five years. There's memes and different stuff like podcasts and we have a YouTube channel. And hopefully we can start more things other than those things. And merch. Oh, and merch. Yes. Don't forget about the merch. Buy merch. 
we can like get rich off this and we don't have to work anymore, hopefully. Well, other than doing these things. I enjoyed the idea. What I've learned from selling merch to Baptists are Baptists are indeed cheapskates. <laughs> that, is what, that is what I learned. Selling merch. Right. <clears throat> Hopefully we find I'm some uh, You know, I am so cheap. Yes. How cheap? I'm so cheap <laughs> that I have not bought a Baptist shirt. That's fine. <laughs> That's you are the head of the show. I have that's like my whole life, though. Well, <laughs> I bought one shirt, so I guess that counts. That was because I wanted to, or no, because I because I was going to all the conferences and stuff, so I had to have like a shirt to so people could find me. And so I've not really bought other things. I've sent I've sent a lot of merch as prizes, like I. For the this past um, the contest, the talent, the the quarantine games that we had, I spent like seventy dollars just sending stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting to like uh, I was expecting like a hundred twenty dollars, so that was actually good. It just came up to seventy. Don't you get a sort of a um, percentage though off of the merch? Yeah, but if I'm Buying it myself, <laughs> I don't get, I don't get any percentage. Some bad. I, mean, I, get, I get like a discount. Yeah, I get a discount. It it automatically takes off if I buy something. So yeah, it's a small okay, discount. That makes sense. Much. Well, one thing I'll add before we get into the topic, um, we should mention something about the community groups because we do do a. We do a lot of contests and stuff in the groups, and we do a bit of like, like quarantine games. We've had the talent shows. We've had, you know, a lot of stuff like that. So people need to know that you need to join all the Facebook groups because we have fun in there. It's not all just people arguing all the time, even though that's a lot. <laughs> and yeah, I, the Facebook groups is, are probably what we're focusing on these days because... The account's nice, but we get all the the actual stuff going on our inner groups, including this podcast. It's just yeah. without the groups, we probably won't be as active as we could be. Right. The groups where we're the most active. All right. Okay, cool. Let's do the topic. The topic for today is Growing Up Baptist, which... Because we are the Baptist Memes Podcast, and it's our first episode, which so we'll do a general introduction topic. And this is really better with more guests, but there's only two of us, so probably going to have some similar answers, I would think. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you guys didn't know, me and Brooke are actually yeah. the same people. <laughs> yeah, we should just call this the Echo Chamber Podcast, because that's basically what it's going to be. The what podcast? <laughs> I said we should just call this the Echo Chamber Podcast because that's what it's going to be. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. If you have a hand on, I think it'd be better dynamic, I would think. So, yeah, we're growing up Baptist. And our first question on here is Have you always been Baptist? I will, I will answer that first, I guess, because 
You can answer the question first, the next one, okay. and then so responsibly. <clears throat> I, yes, because okay. well, my parents were led to the Lord by a Southern Baptist missionary where we were, where, where we were at. Um, he's a past, he was a pastor from Mississippi. He passed away four years ago and my family attended the funeral. I, I couldn't go, but my family did. Um, but he led my parents to the Lord and my parents were in the youth group at this church and they, they met there and they got married. So I was, Born uh, first a Southern Baptist, so yes, all my life. Although, like halfway, I've always outwardly been Baptist. I'll just say that because there was a time in my life where I doubted a lot of stuff, but I didn't actually, I didn't outwardly take a step out. Like I always still, I still attended church. That was that was when I first I first got into public school and I got away from God, but I was still in church and all that. But we were like also church hopping everywhere, so it wasn't. Mm. Although we were, we still believe Baptist stuff. Versus family, we just couldn't find a church. And when our, uh, my current church, when we found our my current church, uh, High Street Baptist Church, that's when I I got reassured of my salvation, or I did get, or get saved. But I, yeah, because my mom has all Baptist. Kids would say they got they got led at the age of five <laughs> by their mom. <clears throat> like most, well, at least I feel like most kids say that. Um, that was the same for me. I was led by my mom at age five, but of course the thing where you don't understand and all that that got to me around ten. That's when I got away. Was I was ten years old. That's and then that's when I got got reassured my salvation around twelve or get saved, but. We'll talk about the retreating and all that in another episode. <laughs> and now I'm independent Baptist or independent fundamental Baptist or Bible believing Baptist or something. <laughs> well, but yeah, I've always been Baptist. And so on to you. Nice. Okay. So, yes, I have always been Baptist. Um, as the saying goes, Baptist born, Baptist bred, and when I die, I'll be Baptist dead. I was born literally into a, a Baptist church. My parents were Baptists, and I've been Baptist my whole life. Even, you know, there's been a time when I wasn't in church faithfully, which, you know, is kind of common in our circle, I guess you could say, that there are a lot of other Christian or Baptist kids who have always been in church. So I have the same testimony that I've always been Baptist literally since birth <laughs> too. So that is another reason why. Mm. Yeah. The, well, once we get in our age, lots of people drop off. So it's, I'm lucky yeah. I was able to get back when I dropped off or, well, I still stay, but I mean, inwardly I wasn't meant I got back. Yeah. So it's kind of funny now when I see people that drop off my age. Now, like I felt like I've I've gone through that in, in an odd way because I know people that didn't drop off until we're in our age. 
I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Let's just go to the next question. <clears throat> so this should be an easy question to answer. Is, have, you gone, have you gone to the same church for the past decade? Yes, I have been in the same church for almost two decades. This year is 18 years that my dad has been pastoring Freedom Baptist Church. So yes, almost two decades. What about you, Sam? I was going to ask you a question first. <laughs> was your brother born before, uh, before or after started pastoring? Thomas was about a year old whenever dad started pastoring. Because no, he's 19. Okay. He just turned 19. This year is 18 years. No, your other brother. <laughs> oh, Blake? Yeah. I tried to get a timeline in my mind. Did did they uh, your parents um, were in the church or started? Did they start the church or they took over the church? No, no, my parents didn't start the church. It had been started. It was pastored by the same guy. It was actually started ten years. I I think it was ten years before we came, and the same man had been pastoring the same church for all that time, and he had left. And that's when we came to the church. Okay. And and then you were you already born then, or uh, that's what I understood. Were you born already when the um, your parents? Yeah, yeah. Because we weren't we weren't members like before we became the pastor. So for me, I have gone to the same church for the past decade. Although sometimes it doesn't feel like. A decade. <laughs> How long is it? is it just 10 years? It's like 15 years. 14, no. Thousand, 14 years. Yeah, 14 years. The Wow. Um, I started my current church since, well, I can't say, because I will reveal my age. One of these days I will reveal my age. <laughs> <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, 14 years is, I know, like, lots of people don't even stay in the, like, even pastors, as you said, like, they only stay for, like, a decade or something. Uh, but I've... Yeah. All right, so, yes, it's 14 years in my current church. <laughs> I've, since Christian school, I've been, yeah, that's... I went from public school to Christian school in my current church, and then I graduated and went to college, but still in the same church because I did my college online, so I stayed in the same church. <laughs> so there's no gap. There. You graduated from your church's school? I actually, well, I the last year, interestingly, I did homeschooling. But they, you know, oh. they do the graduation where they also include the homeschool people and stuff. Usually, sometimes. Yeah, that sounds. Well. I I did that, but yeah. So, I kind of makes me sad in a way, but also, I did. I was able to get my college done faster. So it wasn't total loss, but yeah, I feel like I, I didn't, like I. Well, one of the, one of the reasons why I agreed to homeschooling 
in my last year, other than college, was because I I I didn't feel I didn't feel like I felt uh, I I fit I fit in as much as I thought I did or something that effect. So I that's why I agreed to when my parents suggested homeschooling <clears throat> my last year. But yeah. now I'm I'm like the only person that's like one of the only few people left from that group <laughs> from still in church in the same church. So <laughs> kind of odd how that kind of goes back. Um, so yeah, that's that was mine. And so we'll, we'll move on if you don't have anything else to say. No, no. Okay. Well, all right. What do you think has changed? In Baptist churches as a whole since decade, if anything, that's in general. Well, I've answered first the last question, so I'll let you answer first this time. No, okay. well, technology, if obviously, is, is probably one of the biggest things, yeah, especially like this year with all the stuff going on, everyone went. Facebook Live, <laughs> everybody, <clears throat> like even churches that are like almost Am- Amish went to Facebook Live. It's probably the most obvious thing. I don't. I mean, I see like there's a lot of subtle changes. <clears throat> of course, there's a lot of people died that were important from ten years. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, the chick track guy died. Um, chick died. Jack Jack, yes. Some people were kind of jailed in <clears throat> 10 years. Um, a lot of people... <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> you got that out, didn't you? Uh, so, yeah, that's... Some people... <laughs> some people showed... Some people have rose up, like Brother C.T. Townsend. Yeah. Lots of uh, different things. What do you think? Okay, well, um, I agree. It's mainly the technology side. Um, and with the technology comes um, a lot more accountability. Because, you know, when all of these pastors are preaching to not only their congregation, but um, to a live Facebook audience where anyone can see their what they're preaching, um, there's a lot more people watching and um, criticizing what they say. So there's a, I feel like there's more accountability now because people are quicker to call uh, pastors out for saying something stupid. <laughs> so um, that's been a huge thing. And of course, you know, all those that have passed away, and you know, new the, pe- the new people that have rose up to take their, not to take their place dead. Um, it's been, you know, well, wow, 10 years. <laughs> but yeah, I agree that technology is probably the biggest thing. Even those who were always against technology are now heavily relying on it. So it's been interesting to see how that has really worked its way into churches. Baptist churches, specifically. Yeah, I, would, I remember 10 years ago, it's <clears throat> um, uh, in youth conferences, it would, there's at least one sermon against being on social media <laughs> or something <laughs> at least 
<laughs> and now, like, and now, um, there's even there was even a whole youth conference on on uh, on a virtual youth conference. Um, yes. Uh, North Valley Baptist, like Golden State Baptist College, they did a whole virtual <laughs> youth conference. That was that was neat, actually. <clears throat> that was pretty neat. I, I saw one of the how they they ran it. Um, they had like they had youth groups do was like a Zoom meeting while they were live streaming. Mm-hmm. So like there's all this the, the different youth groups all over the world. Like there, there was even group, uh, youth groups from other countries. They had like a Zoom meeting while there was they were live streaming on Facebook Live, so they could like hold games on their the Zooming. <laughs> That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. I liked it, but it of course it doesn't feel like the same being in person. <laughs> so I've noticed that even preachers that I know personally who preached against having social media heavily against and there was even one who I was saying at my church that he um, would never get Facebook his wife would never get Facebook because it encourages adultery and uh, uh, married couples now he has a Facebook page and he started it even before the coronavirus so that has changed in the past 10 years that just kind of shows like standards kind of do change in a way. It's more, it's not. It does. It does. It depends on the time in a way. So, I mean, it's it's still it's still yeah. valid that it does it does can cause adultery, but you know, it's one of those things where yeah, it can. It it can. You should be watching yourself. Thing like you should be watching yourself everywhere. Yeah. You know? Right. <clears throat> The next question is like a rapid, well, it's not really rapid fire, but we've gone through some of these already. Okay. <clears throat> Since growing up Baptist, read them out for you. have you experienced the following? Christian school and okay. home school. Yes. Check. Any comments on that? <laughs> um, no. Um, well, went to Christian schools from the time I was in pre-K all the way until I finished second grade and then afterwards I was homeschooled exclusively and I graduated homeschooled. Other than a few like church co-op groups I was homeschooled exclusively after second grade. So, yes. Big check on that one. Did you change it or no? Did I change? No, like would, what? Uh, would like would you change it to be different or are you satisfied? Oh, would I have? Especially no, college. I'm happy with the I wish I would have what's the word I'm thinking of? Discipline myself more and actually study. <laughs> um, <laughs> didn't do the best job of that and relied too heavily on uh, open book tests during homeschool. So I wish I would have taken it instead of reaping the benefits for the not the benefits but the consequences now. Hmm. Well, as I, for me, I touched on it, but I did go to Christian school and homeschool. And even though I grew up in a Baptist home, I first went to public school 
Well, for the I got here fourth grade in public school. That was my first experience of a public school in America. Um, it was okay, but once it got to like middle school, that's when all the bad stuff really started showing. All this, um, like all the right. the bad stuff you hear about public school. That's when it happens in middle school. <laughs> like all the. Um, it was just bad. Like I came and there was no, there was no like violence or anything, but there was like drugs and all that. Um, although I didn't, I didn't get to encounter those yeah. myself. It's rumors, but there's like lots of violence too, and like lots of threats. That, that was a big thing in public school. So after that, that's that. That was a time when nice. I fell away. Um, after that was, I went back to Christian school, then homeschool again, as I said. I went up and down, up and down. So next thing is, have you sung and played a special? And since you answered first, I have sung a few specials, not and not anything recently <laughs> in church. Um, I've never played. Well, you have proof of it too. <laughs> yeah, you have proof. I've never played an instrument for a special though. Um, I wasn't confident enough to play piano in front of everybody. <laughs> but I have sung a few times at church, just not any recently though. Uh, unless you count, well, choir doesn't count because you're- Two inserts of you singing. We need two inserts of you singing. Sure. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> I only do the choruses, anyways. If it's a special, <laughs> I'm not. I okay. I've never. I don't think I've done a solo. I've not done a solo at church. I've always sung with my sisters, not a or with like group, like a ensemble or something. Nice. So I've never done a solo. <laughs> I would die. I mean, I'd do it, but I'd, um, well, I think you know my answer to this question, and yes, I sing and play. Uh, special music um, almost every service recently from the coronavirus and stuff. Once we got back, I have been almost every service in campaign. So, yes, I actually played for all of our outdoor this while we were doing that for the COVID stuff. And of course, I've been singing and playing in church for probably about 10 years or so. Yeah, I remember when we went down there. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not, not going to go there. <laughs> we're not going to go with the details. Because <laughs> we know what happened. <laughs> that was an issue. <laughs> All right. Well, next one should be easy because we both did it once at least. <laughs> Vacation Bible School. Yeah. <clears throat> we together once a year. Yes, BBS. Oh, it was. Um, it was. Will you have um, one this year? Do you think? Yes, it will be the end of July. Okay, so, it's a late so I am excited. Yeah, I'm not sure about us. Yeah, we always do start late, like right before school starts back. So yeah, it's going to be that there. Um, that the last we did July. That's usually when we have ours. So it's going to be. 
that again this year. And I will admit, like a lot of people complain about VBS time and like say it's way too stressful. I will be the first to admit, I will raise my hand. I love VBS. Vacation Bible school is like my favorite time of the year. I love day camp season. I love vacation Bible school season. I will go to other churches and volunteer in their VBS just because I love it so much. It's fun. And I get to have a child. And I don't need to do that often. So I love it. Of course, because I I went to the vacation Bible school when you guys held it. So <laughs> that was that that was fine. It worked out. Um but yep. the earliest the earliest memory of vacation Bible school, one of my teachers from the Christian school picked me up. Like we had like a little bus type thing, so I could I could technically say say I was a bus kid, <laughs> um, and they picked me up. We did crafts, we did a lot of crafts. All all I could remember was crafts. I could not remember a b- actual well. I I couldn't remember actual Bible story. I know the I know the the class we had was about something about water. Because I know, like the crafts we had was we had a water bottle type thing, but I could not, I cannot remember for the life of me what the Bible stories were <laughs> on the in no, that no. first first VBS I had, and I cannot remember any VPS I attended after that as a child. I I do I remember more the VBS that I've volunteered in. As to help, <clears throat> including yeah. yours. That was, yeah, I just remember helping is when I remember things. But I don't really remember. I don't actually remember. I do remember. I have like a few of going to VBS as a child. Like, but I only remember, of course, the crafts. I remember eating snacks a lot. That was a, that's a big part of VBS is the snacks. <laughs> and I only remember like. A few like bits and pieces of the actual preaching. I remember one year we had a man who he's a pastor in Texas now, but he um, military, so he came in his full like army uniform and preached because we had an army theme one year. So that was cool. He had his face painted and everything, and he scared me, Wait. which is why I remember that year. And then one year we did um, like biblical times CBS. What did you say? Wasn't the last one. The, wasn't the one that we went that we went to military too? Yes, it sure. was. Yeah. Yes. What? As I said, was it always military every time? <laughs> <laughs> We've done military quite a few times. Definitely. No, I don't have any anything more to say. Um, Logs, Sam. What is your lock-in experience? Lock-ins. I've only had like three, I think, from the past. Wait, youth youth group lasts like seventh grade to like twelfth grade, which is five years. So I've had only like three locks lock-ins mm-hmm. in my life as a teenager, I think. Um, my first lock-in, I only got five minutes of sleep. Like I, I literally, I literally timed it. <coughs> I went. Okay, so the lock-in was in our church, obviously, but it's also a Christian school. So the the girls 
apparently went to a house for them and the guy stayed at the like the church no no i think the girls went to to the church and we were in the gym anyways i went to um one of the classrooms i literally fell asleep for like five minutes and woke up and it was morning (laughs) so it was all all night oh my goodness i i don't want to remember that (laughs) i was so dead tired um (laughs) but rockets were not a common part of my youth group life like i hear other people they have it like Every other month or something, I don't know, <laughs> or at least in summer, like more, more often, more often than I I've had. Like for some reason, I hear it more than I think it happens. I think I don't know. How about you? <clears throat> um, we have only ever had two lock-ins. Um, the first time we did a lock-in, we stayed up all night long, and it was miserable. I wanted to die, and I wanted to kill my youth pastor. <laughs> and then the second lock we did, um, went to sleep at, I think they let us go to sleep at like 2 or 3 in the morning, and then we had to leave at like 7. So it really wasn't that much sleep, <laughs> but we did sleep some. And in that one, we had like separate rooms for the boys and girls. So we weren't all sleeping in the same room. <laughs> What kinds of activities did you have before that? Did you just lock in or... Because I know, like, for us, we had, like, a scavenger hunt, like, all around the city first before actually doing a lock-in. Oh, well. Did you no, we never actually... did anything like that. We just went to lock-in and played games. Okay. Because yeah, we usually have a big activity before we do lock-in. Uh, let's see. Next. <clears throat> The youth banquets, or well, banquets in general, I guess, church banquets. Um, yes, a few of them. I don't like them that much, but I have participated. I I I like the idea of dressing up for a banquet. The actual banquet (laughs) could be better, (laughs) especially like around Valentine's Day. Banquets that is way, yeah, too much for us. We have not ever really done, we've done like a couple of formal banquets, but for those, they were Valentine's banquets and the teens were so. I was actually serving, not enjoying the banquet, and then after that, all the banquets we've had have been casual banquets, so I don't have the fun, like, dress memory i have um taking spaghetti on a plate to a bunch of old people (laughs) (laughs) yeah we've i remember serving well part of well yeah for the banquets i've always gone by myself so it wasn't fun um (laughs) although i heard bible college banquets are better but doubt although i i would like more dressing up things as an adult too but yeah, I would. This should be a funner one. Uh, church camps. I will. I'll answer yes. that. <laughs> yes. I love church camp. Okay. Like, I gotta go on. <laughs> it feels like it feels like, it feels like you have a spiel. <laughs> no, you go ahead. You All go right. first. 
the first opportunity I had to go to church camp, I did not because I didn't even know they were a thing. Like it was well, it was a winter camp, so it wasn't a summer camp. So, but I still kind of, I still kind of regret not going. The 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 first camp was well, it was a conference actually. It felt more like a camp for some reason. It was a Hiles. Um, it wasn't that. It wasn't that great compared to the next camps. <clears throat> Yikes! Because the next camps are a lot better. <laughs> oh no! Well, yeah, the house house stuff. They're very formal. Like, I feel like, yeah, the it was very very formal type. Like, like their <laughs> idea of a fun time was. This, their only youth, like their only actual youth activity there was this huge um, fireworks display, and then like um, like a cart. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't even a carnival. That's it was pretty- just. It was just eating for their conference. <laughs> like it, it was. It wasn't like, a carnival. It was just eating. <laughs> like it was okay. It was just like a, a fireworks. Um, display, and so like everyone's gathered in this one place, eating oh. and waiting for the fireworks to happen, basically. <laughs> and that was their only activity in that, in that <laughs> conference. I mean, like I like I know like what else was it then? I know like I, I know like teenagers went like all these different activities and all that for a conference or whatever, but that was the most famous thing. <laughs> I would say for your conference. <laughs> I mean, it's tiles. What do you expect? Oh, yeah. Well, it was my like, like that was like the first time I even knew what house was. Like I was just getting into the Baptist culture when I after I got saved or whatever. Right. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, like since it was my first time, I didn't. It didn't really hit me that it was. Nothing special, basically. But like looking back, looking at it back now, it was really lame. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, but the, the next conference, the next camps and conferences are a lot better for sure. And Indian Creek Baptist Camp is my go-to camp. If I will, my church will gladly do. A camp this year, so that wasn't canceled. Uh, I made lots of petitions at camp. Like I, I don't think I'll be in this. I, I don't think I'd still be well, at least as in the ministry, as much as I could be if it wasn't for camp. Oh wow! It's your turn, I guess. <laughs> camp experience. Here we go. All right, so camp. I went to camp for two years in North Georgia to the Power of Two. Yes, Power of Two Youth Camp. Um, I had fun at the time. Um, I was newly 16, um, but I was newly saved. I was a new Christian, so it was my first time ever going to camp because I never really wanted to before. When I went the first time, I was 17, the second year I went, I was 18, and I went with my friend Brittany, um, and I had fun at the time, but looking back now, 
I would in a million years go back because <laughs> it was like we would be waking up at they would have us wake up at six o'clock. We had to be down eating and we would go to our first activity, which would have been like, I don't even know what. And we would be somewhere doing some kind of activity at eight o'clock in the morning. And we would have a church service around lunchtime or like a little before lunchtime. And then we would eat lunch and we would have like a, um, time for like a devotion to ourselves and then we would do like another um activity and then we had a night service and for the night service how they would do that is you would go in the service would start at seven and they would have choir practice five o'clock and then at six o'clock they would start praying before the service and start getting everyone to come sit down. And then the service will start at 7. Not getting out of the services until like midnight. <laughs> and it was miserable. Because we would have to wake up the next day at like 6 o'clock. And looking back. Like I listened to some of the preaching. I did all that. <laughs> for that. <laughs> the people that were there. I'm just like. Oh. People. I had. At the time. But looking back, I would never do it again. So, it is um, what it is. I mean, I'd, I'd be fine going back as a counselor someday. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. The Some of the late night preaching were good. It's just, I'm always usually like the first one asleep. Because everyone would be trying to be doing stuff around the cabins and all that. <laughs> of course. Uh, the pranks, lots of pranks. <laughs> I yeah, I would I would love to go back to a camp like as a counselor, but just to a camp that actually did like fun camp stuff and not just we went to church all day long because <laughs> that was miserable. Like um, what kind of acti- well, what kind of activities? Because um, I know we because our camp has like different stuff you can do around the camp. Like there's like a mini golf or the field a field to play or basketball or stuff like that. Um, did you guys have any? Was it all like one activity each or like a group activity? Was like or was it like free time stuff? Like um, no, like barely any free time other than getting ready. That was your free time. Was getting ready for the for services no three services a day so um that was your free time but the activities we did like there was one day like on the monday we would activity that because that was when everyone came in and then on tuesday like we would go like they would split us up by gender and we would go to a walk and the other team would go um to like this big gym that they have out there and we would be able to like play basketball and baseball and stuff and a lot of the girls use that time to sleep <laughs> so we would sleep and then like one day we went to a big arcade and then on the friday everyone had to go home so it was like three days where we actually did activities but like free time there was no free time there was only church and uh <laughs> 
that was it. I think it was just church. Had, we only had like two services per day, but it was like, well, it was Monday to like Thursday. So two services each. Um, but we had lots of free time. But we have like, oh, we also have like, um, no, uh, we have like alone time for your own Bible reading and stuff like that. Like, it was very organized. So I love about the um, Indian Creek. <clears throat> yeah. They're very organized that way. Yeah. No, Power of Two, um, like they would do a morning, like lesson would be your morning lesson. And they would split that up by gender. And then there was a service and then a night service. And then you had some time during the day to do your own personal devotions. And in between that, if you weren't at, you know, whatever activity, you were getting ready for the next service or eating. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Because hmm. yeah, I I remember that there was enough time. So well, at least I don't know. I have to look at the schedule, but if, it felt like we had enough time for our camp. How early was? How early did you wake up? I think we woke up at seven or six, maybe even six. I don't know, but probably seven. We were getting up between seven because we were having to eat breakfast like 7 seven thirty, because we were we would be loading the buses at 8 o'clock in the morning so Wait, it was early to, to go to the camp or go wherever activity well, was for the day oh we would okay. go in the morning because so yeah that, that, that everything's at the camp basically so you have to no, it was, it was they would. We would travel to wherever we went. Yeah, so it's far. Is it like far? <laughs> all far stuff. Because yeah, well, like we would sleep. Like they had stuff there, but they didn't have it. the campground. Doesn't have like places for activities. That's why we would get in the buses awesome. at the camp and then travel yeah. to wherever. That probably takes up a lot of the time. Then I would think. Yes, that makes sense. All right, if nothing else yeah. about camp, revivals and meetings, you go first. <laughs> yes, tons, of tons and tons and tons of revivals. Um, our church usually has two revivals a year, a spring revival and a summer revival. And then sometimes we'll throw in like... So we had a missions revival on top of that one year. We've had just like random, you know, special services outside of our normal service times. And then, of course, in between all that, we usually go to revivals at churches nearby. Or we'll travel to churches in other states for revivals. So lots of revivals all, you know, for the past, you know, three years of my life. Have you gone to any recently because of after all the COVID stuff or nothing, nothing's been done. <laughs> uh, no, I have, I have not been to her this whole year, which is really weird to say because I normally go to plenty of revivals just all year round. My parents went to a missions revival, not, no, it wasn't a missions revival. Sorry. It was a prof type of like end times type focused revival a couple of days ago or like last week sometime i didn't go with them but um that was the first time like anyone near bible and then our church is doing one in a 
in a few weeks, we're having, our, it's going to be the week before our VBS, I believe. We're having our own revival. So that's the first we've had one this year, which is very weird. See, I want to go to those meetings where there's like a special thing. Like you said, end times. Like, I know there's like a like uh, King James Bible meetings too, but I think I've only been to like just general meetings or revivals or, you know, general get right with God. I think, or maybe like a That's church. What I no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call that a revival because it was more like a church building conference, not, not a revival. For me, I yeah, I go to all my churches revivals when I can. Well, I I usually can. There was like this one. I think I've only missed one day revival once in my church. Um, I try to go to other churches revival. Because I, I found out that I'm actually kind of close to other independent churches, uh, independent Baptist churches in my where I'm at. So if I go when I get, mm-hmm. it's it's really interesting comparing churches. Like um, this one church close to me is um, had Brother Hamblin. And I think it's the, I think it's like mm-hmm. the only church that would, that would let let him preach in my my, my city, <laughs> even before the independent pastor. <laughs> like, um, I don't think the I don't think my my church is connected with him. Like, I think they know about him, but not like they don't know know him type thing. So yeah, stuff like Hamblin that. Hamblin uh, to preach at my church every year. Hmm. Uh, did, why did they hit stop for a reason? <laughs> he, not like a personal against Hamblin type thing, but it just... It's just busy. We just, you know, dad found other preachers that was more... It, it He fits in better with our church, I guess you could say. And so, yeah, it wasn't like anything against Hamblin specifically. I mean, now that might be different, but... It wasn't at the time. It wasn't anything against Hamlin specifically. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, definitely takes yeah. over the stage type person. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, definitely. Just in case you're listening, brother Hamlin, we love you. <laughs> Very rare chance you will be listening. <clears throat> yeah, I really want to visit more revival meetings, especially farther ones. Um, I don't. I don't, I really don't like driving anything more than an hour. So that's the issue. I will not. I refuse to drive. We need to go back to North Carolina in August. Just yeah, I know that. I know. I. I also. Yeah, the there's. I like. I. I know. I can because. I know. Uh, Brother Sluder will let me stay. <laughs> and their um yeah. whatever thing they have. Um it's just hopefully <laughs> working out the logistics of that. <clears throat> also work is really busy for me too. Right. Like it's been even more busy since all the mm. stuff. Although it's August. August is still right. two months away. Oh. It's not really that far. <laughs> I feel like when you when you say um when the months are longer than five letters it feels like 
they're farther away <laughs> than they are. It's only two months. <laughs> August. <laughs> well, I mean, not even that. Really, it's we're almost. It's June twenty eighth today when we're recording this, so we're Ooh, almost in July. Well, wait, is it in the middle of August? Uh, then that means if, if if we're gonna do it, then we have to get tickets around next, like next week. <laughs> Almost. Well, I do. Oh, I do. I have to get tickets. I. <laughs> yeah, I just have to. No, I would need a traveling bus. Oh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I will yes. have to fly to you. I will have to fly to you first. <laughs> okay, that makes yes. sense, I guess. Yeah, I'll, I remember that. <laughs> so, have you ever cooked for luck? That's not. Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what what was it? <clears throat> I don't even know. It was something I just either threw in the microwave or threw in the oven <laughs> to do the church. It was whatever my mom. We we did a lot of frozen mac and cheese that we just throw in the oven because that was you know the easiest thing for toddlers for us. All the other church ladies make good stuff. We just throw stuff in the oven and call it a day. Well, I mean, that's what a casserole kind of is. <laughs> you just throw stuff in the pan. Yeah. But casseroles um, take a little more prep. That's, that's sort of true. I don't, I will, I've only prepared a casserole once. I was like, um, potato casserole. So that did take longer than it was. Yeah. But I have, I'm talking about, like, we take it out of the unwrap it and stick it straight in the oven. That's as much prep as we do for potlucks. <laughs> we don't do much. <laughs> I mean, I've here, I've never seen mac and cheese. Or, well, no, actually. Well, no. Really? We see mac and cheese if we cater from a, like a steak place or something. But we've, I've never actually seen someone hmm. make it for potluck. Like if we um if we cater from like city barbecue wow. or a restaurant that has mac and cheese, it'll, there'll be mac and cheese. But I've not actually seen someone make it for a potluck. Interesting. Maybe that's maybe that's a north and south. that's north and south thing. But I've I've just not seen it. I have cooked for a potluck and no one died. So <laughs> um, well, it was it was a dessert. So it wasn't. Um, it was an Oreo cheesecake, and oh, I I always do desserts for public, if if men are allowed to. Like sometimes um, sometimes men are sometimes men will do all the food stuff once in a while, so when that happens, that's when they pitch in. <clears throat> so if it's like a dessert thing, I will do a dessert. I love I love to bake. I just nowadays though I don't have time. Like I've been planning to bake cookies for like the past two weeks. Like I, I bought ingredients, but because I've been working the whole time, I've not actually. I was actually planning to to do that today, but we had to do this. <laughs> I was actually gonna bake cookies today, yeah. but I had to do this podcast. <laughs> and it, I was gonna make those those uh, cookies. I. At the beginning of quarantine, I made banana bread, so that was nice. 
Yeah, I've I've cooked for since the pandemic. Like, like you've seen, I put it on Instagram a couple things. But I was I've been trying to do cookies for two weeks. I've not done them yet. <laughs> so yeah. Next one would be mission strip. Have you gone to a mission strip? This was the only one on the list that I have not done. I have never been on a mission strip and I'm very sad about it. I would oh. love to do it. Best in that's on my list is to go on a mission strip. Yeah. With you to Mexico to see um you know. Gomez. Yeah, this this yes. one this one I hear a lot of people do this more than like I don't know how they can afford this, but I've done this twice officially. But the first one it was with my family, so we had like a family missions trip actually. It was so we did so my my family well, my all my immediate family is saved. My extended family are either uh-huh. Catholic or we led them to Christ. But uh, eventually, my uncle, he got saved. And he actually is now a pastoring a Baptist church in like, like deep in the mountains in the Philippines. So... Yeah, I am. I guess you could say. Cool. I, uh, yeah, there's there's a pastor in my family. <laughs> well, my old my, my dad is, my dad is technically a preacher, so, but he's not like, not, like supported like like a church. Well, there's like quibbles about that. Like, but like my uh, my uncle is a pastor. He's he is like an independent Baptist pastor. Support. Uh, he's supported by. I think it's it's called Baptist Missions to Asia or something. But like that, um, so my cousins okay. too. Yeah. My cousins are in the ministry helping him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we we went there. We helped them. So I helped. By that time, that was 2012. By that time, I, I actually have a hard time speaking our language so i had to like practice and now i I don't think i'd probably even have a harder time now speaking my native language (laughs) i just never use it i i think in english i don't think in my native language i I mean i i can read it i can i can understand it when someone speaks it to me i just i just don't think i think in english i talk in english so, but when I went there, I, I practiced. Do, your, do I, your parents, you, do, uh, parents use mostly English at home? Um, they, they use English. Or do they just to me, to, They use English to us, but when they speak, like, well, they can, they'll switch. They will switch one in a while, but I will, I always yeah. respond back in English. <laughs> My sisters, they're more they actually, they remember it actually better than me. Well, m- mostly because of all Chloe or mm-hmm. Daisy, whatever you call her. She goes to uh-huh. a missionary college. So she gets to practice it more there. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah, that was my first mission trip was a family mission trip. So we did, we did go around the country. We visited missionaries we knew. We helped them. Uh, so that it wasn't only my... Mm-hmm. My uncle's family 
So they have like an actual church up there. That's it's kind of cute. Uh, like it's it's like a dip in the woods too, though. Hey. And also insects, lots of insects. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the only thing I don't like about Mission Strip was all the insects. I mean, like I I, I guess I'm spoiled. I don't I don't like scratching in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, yeah. Like sleeping in the, in the on a bed, you don't know what's in there. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I don't like about mission trips. Also, the mission trip last year with the Gomez's that was that was my second mission trip, and that was fun. Um, although it it did have the same thing where there are no, we did we were in an actual hotel type thing, but it wasn't like a a, a nice hotel. Well. It's as nice as you can get, basically, in the middle of nowhere. It's a nice, uh, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't run down, but it was, you know, it wasn't spick and span. It's not like a hospital. It's not like a cleanest I mean, hospital, but it was, it was passable. It was passable. It's, well, I'm just warning you now because it's gonna be the same thing if you go there <laughs> next year, this year, or next year. He said. He said he might try to do it this year but of course with all the stuff I don't know so we'll see yeah <clears throat> but yeah it's it was okay it was okay it was clean it wasn't too bad also it was like in a town like the hotel like okay the town's in the middle of nowhere but so the town's in the middle of nowhere but there was still a lot of people and the church mm-hmm. is actually like an hour away, so we had to like go back and forth to be to church. So the hotel was in that town an hour away, which <clears throat> it was actually a tourist town too, so it wasn't too bad. So it's probably like the best scenario for something out of nowhere. <laughs> but we got we held the vacation Bible school, all that. Lots of people who were, which, which was pretty good because we we did not know a lick of Spanish. <laughs> we had one interpreter or two interpreters. Oh my goodness! Man, I'm excited for you to come. Oh, like, just, <laughs> yeah. like it's gonna be an experience. Like it was, in the town, so bad. It was, it was really cool. <clears throat> uh so okay. It's playing in Christmas play. Have you Christmas present? Okay, so this is probably a point of pride in my life. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll repent later. Um, <laughs> when I played, uh, the first, like when I was a baby, I played Baby Jesus. And that. <laughs> and I couldn't make Dinner. I know, right? Yeah. <clears throat> You better. Well, it was a, so my acting career went downhill from there, <laughs> from Baby Jesus to. <laughs> well, look, at least you're not white. <laughs> wow, I don't. I don't think we can say that. This at least it was, you know, a- <laughs> Jesus. <clears throat> we have Filipino Jesus. <laughs> Okay, well, after that, um, I think I played 
one of the wise men for um, you know when they were going to Herod to see baby um, to see the star. <laughs> that was my only line. My only line Wait, was talking. Do you know what that makes? Listen, do you Herod? know what that makes me think of? What? Um, have you ever listened to? Uh, Peter Rockman's um, ad lib commentary. I've not. I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Well, we all know of uh, Peter Rockman and his very racist ways <laughs> at times. Um, and in his ad lib commentary, whenever he is going, has it full the for the full New Testament, and he is literally just like talking as he's reading, and he <laughs> starts talking about the three wise men. And he starts the voices for the three wise men. And he's talking about how it's like, they're all like, there's like one Asian, a black dude. And then like, I don't know, a stereotypical white dude, I guess. Doing all the voices is for them. Really <laughs> like very stereotypical racist. Does he actually believe what? that there was like, um, is that what he actually believes or he was just acting it out? Like he believes that there's like one black, one white and one Asian. No, I the, as the two wise men, is that why? Or I was think it just like it may have just been like a dramatization type thing, but I think like he was getting on like about the Ham Shem and Japheth, you know, having the three different lines of mm-hmm. the three, like where the races come from. Basically, mm-hmm. that's where I think that's where he was getting that from. I don't know mm-hmm. if what he actually believes on that, but that's what he did for the ad lib commentary and it's very funny <laughs> interesting I mean, it kind of would make sense if it did kind of kind of um ended up that each of the king was like that kind of <laughs> like i will i mean i kind of see that happening yeah probably. all right well i um it's very because it's very stereotypical it, it's funny definitely funny probably not a good thing to laugh at but i do yeah, I might, I, like, I might edit this, edit this out. <laughs> that is that close? I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if you listen this far. You, you might want. It. If anyone doesn't listen this far, it depends. <laughs> so how about you? Yeah, yeah. Well, that word. So plays. I've played in Christmas plays. Um, we've done like a couple of different, like, just your stereotypical, like. Um, nativity scenes but we have different um actually christmas programs where we do something other than just nativity and a lot of them were geared towards kids so i've done a lot of different i have played i played an old lady one time and people still talk about my performance of an old lady because <laughs> some of the things i said and um i played for the christmas plays i was an angel one time which is not biblically accurate, but I did. One time I read the whole Christmas story in two Christmas play, so that was fun. But yeah. I, I kind of expected you to say Mary or something. <laughs> no, I never got that one. I, I was very upset about it, but I didn't. Huh. Who, who ended up? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Well, let's move on. Well, this is your question. So, yes. is there anything you disliked or dislike currently about Big Madness? 
<clears throat> I'll let you go first. I answered first. <laughs> but, okay, let's see. I'm trying to think. I don't know, like, like being one and other Baptists are kind of different. <laughs> like, I do know Baptists mm. I don't like, but I don't know about being, well, being Baptist. Well, I don't know, the, probably how isolated we are could be one thing, but that, that's not always, it's not always a bad thing. Yeah. Although some people did take it up a notch to like an Amish level sometimes. The, mm -hmm. like, um, there's some basic things you just can't know until you, you meet other people that's not like you type thing. Um, you know, like, yeah. So some, some, some people are too sheltered and then when they get out, they go crazy type thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that's the most obvious thing I can think of right now. I don't, I, something will probably come once I talk about it, but that's the thing that comes up to my mind. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, well, for me, um, I don't, as far as being a Baptist and growing up Baptist, I don't really um, regret anything because, I, you know, even the negative things I have learned from. So I think that is something important to note is that even if you have grown up in a negative environment, not just in a Baptist, but um, any kind of negative environment, you can take away from it and learn from it and grow from it. But I think the biggest thing is just like, Specifically, independent fundamental Baptist movement, we have a lot of like there's a lot of um, scandals that happen as far as abuse, and of course the whole you know issue of extreme legal churches. That is the biggest things that a lot of people have an issue with, understandably, and that's really the biggest thing. Those two, because it's a, it's a big problem. And it's still it's it's still a big problem you would think that we wouldn't have as big of a problem do especially i think now with how much more um, like i said earlier with technology how we have a lot more accountability with saying as crazy stuff as they used to anymore so yeah that's the biggest thing yeah i, I agree about the kind of the thing it's it's about each church so it's always different for each church. Like, yeah, like some churches don't even know mm -hmm. about those things because they're not connected to the other Baptist churches out there. <clears throat> right. Type thing. Yeah. The although, if you if you dig up anywhere, you'll find things too. It's not like yeah. it's not like it's some special thing. Although, but being just being a Baptist, not like other Baptist people, does that. Nothing else. <clears throat> I, I kind of separate being Baptist from the Baptist community. <laughs> to a point. To a point. I mean, you know, it's unavoidable. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, do you think there's there's yeah there, there can be it's a true. solution for that other than well, you know, like some people well they would drop off their name <laughs> Baptist immediately, like um that one guy. Greg Locke, I think. Like he dropped the Baptist name. Yeah. Like yep. Kregel. Kregel. Or even um Kregel. even who? 
Phil kid. Uh, is that what is that was his that was his reason, right? Was that I think I, I think he made a post mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, which he yeah, still says he's a, he just took it off his church okay. sign. Okay, yeah, Brother Craig goes fine with dropping off Baptist if it's not lots of uh, Bible believers too are kind of like that. To me, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, go ahead. <laughs> I think with most Bible it's about dropping Baptist, it's about dropping fundamentalist, which is a whole other thing, which we are going to do one day on the podcast about leaving fundamentalism. But I think it's more not so much about leaving Baptist as it is leaving fundamentalism as a whole, yeah, which is a whole other topic. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll cover that eventually. I have my. Um, yeah. to me, Baptists, well, we can't find the name in the Bible, so it's not like, well, John the Baptist, so I don't think it's, I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to actually affect anything because it's it's in the Bible. Like, it's like dropping off the name Christian because other Christians do that stuff. That's how I see it, to a point, because um, yeah. there aren't a lot of different kind of Baptists, too. It's not just independent Baptists. Right. You know? <clears throat> And even like non-denomination, like have their issues with these things. <clears throat> yeah. The so I don't know I don't know if names will do much. I guess it depends on your on your area. Like <clears throat> uh, the college uh, Chloe was going to, they did drop um, Baptists because they did have a scandal in their in the um. I'm not sure if it was in their school or in the area, but they did drop the name Baptist because they didn't want to be <clears throat> tagged with that in their area. So uh, that's more understandable to me right. if it's like if it affects your local area more. But as like as a if you're known more beyond that, I don't think it works that well. But you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll cover them in another episode. <laughs> like, um, even today, actually, hmm? today, actually, uh, in this morning in church, my dad actually announced that we are going to take fundamental off of our church sign because we, for the same reason I mentioned before, um, you know, we're not just fundamentalists, we're Bible believers, being in, you know, fundamentalism, fundamentalism as a whole, you know, there's a lot of like I said before, the scandals and, you know, the a lot of legalism and we just don't want to be associated with that. I take that, but we're still independent and we're still Baptist, just not fundamentalist. Believer for fundamentalists. Yeah, there's also definitions. Like, I wouldn't even really call the, this the, I mean, to a point I could, I wouldn't even call the community IFB, I mean, eh. Sort of, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm getting at, but we'll, we'll cover that in another call, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, so we'll, we'll let's move on. Well, I mean, the, the next question is kind of like that, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is will you remain Baptist in the foreseeable mm-hmm. future? And that is a definite yes for me. <clears throat> I mean, it's not gonna be, it's not yeah. like we're gonna be non, no, like I said before, yeah, <laughs> not the Baptist thing, <laughs> yeah, not no, this is the Nod Baptist Memes podcast. This is just the memes podcast. <laughs> independent memes. No, uh, yeah, independent memes. 
no, like like I said before, you know, I'm I don't consider myself a fundamentalist anymore, but I am still a Baptist. I think we have too rich of a Baptist heritage and history to leave the Baptist name. So I will cling to that for forever. Like I said, uh, uh, Baptist distinctives and you know the doctrines that we learn in the Baptist Church, I believe to be true and biblical. So that's what I'm going to stick with. Unless I find something cool. Amen. Not leaving the Baptist. What is the most surprising thing you've learned about not okay. Um, I think the most surprising thing for me, like, especially when I got older, was learning that other, like, people who weren't raised Baptist or wasn't, but not, not really specifically Baptist, but, like, people who were raised really strict like me, like, whenever they were younger, they didn't, like... Have wear long shorts and like a big baggy t-shirt in the pool or they didn't have to wear culottes and they didn't have to wear denim skirts all the time <laughs> like they didn't have to do all that kind of stuff it was all about like the model allowed to wear shorts you could you know go to a church activity and not wear a skirt what <laughs> that's crazy that was like the biggest thing for me older. so how was shelter, how sheltered were you like how much did you not how often did you meet non-Baptists, <laughs> basically, in your life? Oh, yes. Um, I mean, we were out in public a lot, so it wasn't like I, I didn't realize that other people dressed differently. I just didn't realize that Christians who weren't Baptists or really strict like we were, like, I didn't realize that there were Christians who were super, like, I didn't realize life standards to be Christians. I thought Christians were the ones that like had super strict standards all the time. Makes sense. The I wasn't well. My family was not was not too strict about church, uh, clothes. I mean, like yeah, like well, I, we didn't. I didn't learn about modesty stuff until like I got here. Like I mean, we we would still like dress up for church and all that. Um, we were we're not gonna. Of course, dress up in shorty shorts or whatever. Uh, before that, but I didn't. I didn't yeah. even know there was like a modesty. I didn't know there was, there was like a modesty movement or whatever until until I I came here. Yeah. But what I learned about non Baptists is I didn't know there was <clears throat> there was a lot more beliefs about different stuff in the Bible. Like I thought it was only Catholic. We're Baptists, basically, or cults. <laughs> either, either you're <laughs> Baptists or you're in a cult or you're, you're Catholic. <laughs> and that was my, like, I did, like, I, I, I read, I, I read Pentecostal stuff, like Pentecostal books. I thought it was like a Baptist book. Like, uh-huh. I, I had no, I didn't discern, I didn't discern from, like, I, I didn't understand they were actually teaching something other than Bible stuff. So I just like absorbed everything. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was, I think it was more like after I got well, saved. Well, I was also really, I was surprised when I learned that there were people who were like, um, all millennial. I never, or like post millennial. I never knew that that was a thing <laughs> until I got way older, which I didn't oh. really know when I was younger, what pre-millennial meant when I learned mm-hmm. that people actually believe in amillennialism or post-millennialism, I'm like, how should people be? <laughs> like, wow. I remember when you told me that, um, 
You remember you told me that you're, you, you didn't know your dad believed that Old Testament salvation was the same as New Testament salvation? Or he believed that? That's what he believed or something? <laughs> that's a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. He said something like that. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> The, he did. He, yeah, he didn't change though, right? Or what do you say? Has he changed his position since? Uh, yeah, yeah, somewhat. He's not like a. My dad isn't like a super hardcore dispensationalist like we are. Like we are almost mm. hyper dispensationalists. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes. Okay, that makes sense. Mm. <clears throat> With our group, um, what do you think was? Surprising for all the non Baptists. <laughs> for all the non Baptists. For our community. Wow, where to start? I don't know. Like, this, this is so interesting people. <laughs> interesting. We, got, oh, yeah. we have a few Campbellites in the groups. Lots of, lots of posters. Oh, the Andersonites. <laughs> this is like, I had to get. So had to mention them. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Josh Bessie. Josh Bessie is probably the most Anderson. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he's the most agreeable. Uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Shout out to you. I, I've right. I've actually seen a few I was following someone who turned Anderson and she turned back to normal. That was good. Oh. <coughs> I forgot her name. Good. By a follower. Very cool. <clears throat> so yeah, there's hope. Oh, okay. Basically. There yeah, is there's so hope. many. Get out of it. Uh, I still wonder sometimes about the guys that came to our church. Like, where are they now? Are they still Andersonites? Hey, what was their names again? Do you remember? <laughs> so they were terrorizing. Uh, right. Yeah, Kenton. Mm. Oh, what was the one dad's name? There was like an Eric or Chris. <laughs> I'm just making up names. <laughs> one of the dads was Kenton. I know that much. Okay. No, I don't remember. Ah, oh, goodness, what was his name? Because I liked him. Did they still do that? Did they still like send that? But then I Because I've not, I've not huh? heard, I've not heard people harassing. Like, do they still send out people to harass people? Because I've not, I've not heard. Oh, not recently. Yeah, because I've not heard anything like that. No. For the past year or whatever. Not recently. That's sort of good. Hopefully it's not. After like, the car left. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> that was a crazy time. <clears throat> oh, my goodness. He's driving me crazy now. What was his name? <laughs> we'll talk about that in the, the next other call. <laughs> Additional call. Evan, so, Evan, yeah, Evan make sure to write that that all down in the podcast topics <laughs> too, so we don't forget. Yes, his name was Evan, Evan Kent, and there was a married couple. I don't remember their names. Married couple? I thought it was only guys. <laughs> huh. No, there were two guys and then a married couple. So they they all just decided to join a church just to harass. You see, that's that's crazy. <laughs> well, well, you know, so like really what they see, out? like what Anderson 
Anderson used to say was, if you can't find an Andersonite church, you should find one that is close and just go there and talk to everyone about doctrine and try to basically change their doctrine. Huh. That's, <laughs> that's what you should do. But now they have Anderson Fight Church like in Atlanta somewhere or Alpharetta in that area. So that's like, I'm, I, I'm assuming that's where they all moved to. Well, like I said before, you know, with anything else, whether your experience was negative or positive growing up Baptist, you can always learn from it and grow from it. So never forget that. And don't hit your grandma with a big old stick. <laughs> That's how we do it around here. Yep. And for me, well, it's been a long ride. Southern Baptist to Independent Baptist. Well, yeah. in the middle, I was not denominational, which, as they say, a Baptist with a cool website. Um, and then Independent Baptist. Yeah. And it's God's been good through the whole time. I don't regret one bit. I just, I just, well, I regret knowing some people, <laughs> some things, <laughs> but as a whole, I agree. Uh, definitely, definitely recommend it. Just, just stick to the Bible and stick to God. It should work out, you know. All right. Well, that is the first yeah. test episode. And that's it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed that, please subscribe to our podcast. Music provided by Array Music. <laughs>